we will be reading from Lamentations, Lamentations chapter 33, verses 21 to 41. And I will read from the English Standard Version. So if you are at home, read with us. And if you're here, may I request you to please stand as reverence to the Word of God and read silently with me. Our text for today is found in the third chapter of the book of Lamentations, verses 21 to 24 from the ESV. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it's laid on him. Let, he, let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes. Let him be filled with insults. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. To crush underfoot all the prisoners of the earth, to deny a man justice in the presence of the Most High, to subvert a man in his lawsuit, the Lord does not approve. Who has spoken and it came to pass unless the Lord has commanded it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that good and bad come? Why should the living man complain a man about the punishment of his sins? Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by the reading of his word. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you will be with us as we study your word. Lord, we ask that you will be with your people today. Speak to our hearts, Father, so that we may know your truth and apply them in our lives. Be with us today, Lord God. Hide your servant so that your words will speak truthfully and powerfully into our souls today. We worship you and glorify you in the name of of our divine teacher, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. May we all be seated. Well, starting tomorrow, as you all know, we'll be gathering again by twos. So from eight to five to twos, back again to five, and now by twos again. So I think we're used to this rigodon. And, uh, but we welcome this uh, because we want to help the community to curb the numbers. We're now striking thousands, I think 1,600 last few days. And um, the government said they don't want to burden or to exhaust our hospital system. And we want to help uh, our community with that. So if you're not uh, about to go and it's not needed for you to go outside, please stay at home. Yeah. So 
Um, when I think about that, you see we're now here for two years. Uh, we're battling this pandemic for going two years now. It's, it's October, a uh, few days from now. Um, when COVID happened the first year, we're all thinking, I couldn't travel, we're on a circuit breaker. At first, probably, there's some sense of excitement. Yes, I'll be working at home, I'll be with my family, and now looking at each other, there's a rise in domestic violence. And, um, and coming first year, it's still okay. And then on the second year, then it hits home. Many of our friends that we know are starting to get sick starting to get infected with the virus and our friends and our families get sick and sadly I know many have passed away and it happened just like that and some people are becoming helpless and hopeless yesterday we met a family whose mother died because of COVID and like many of you had experienced that um, they're terribly, terribly sad because of the fact that they couldn't uh, go home and be with the family during this very difficult moment. And so people are asking me, so why is God allowing this? Of course, we all know that God has a purpose. But I said, I couldn't inquire into the mind of God why God allowed these things. What I know is that God is still good. What I know is that at the end of the day, he is still our redeemer. Because I couldn't offer any explanation. And it appears to us that we will be here for a long haul. So the first few months when we started wearing masks, I feel so inconvenient with that mask, and I feel like I'm being choked. But now I'm used to it. And whenever I don't wear a mask, I feel I'm naked, right? So I don't know if you feel that. And there was a time that I came, I, I went down, I wanted to go to the grocery, and I said, oh, this is a very good day. I feel the breeze of the air. Only to realize when I already arrived uh, in, in the grocery store, the lady there said, and we already know what it means. It's not a cheat, it's not a card, it means your mask. And I realized, you know, walking from the, the grocery store, going back to our home, I said, I don't want to go back. So, um, but we're here for a very long haul. And many of you are starting to become helpless, if not hopeless. We all look to a day that we will no longer wear masks. We are looking forward to a day, hoping for that day that we can all travel. I know that you miss the plane. I do too. Pastor Well brought uh, his message last two, sun two, Sundays ago about, uh, two Sundays ago about hope and last week about uh, broken and being restored. And I personally uh, agree with that. And what personally spoke to me was whenever we have an encounter with God, that is the start of our restoration. And I believe that. When we encounter God, that is the start of our restoration and our hope and that is what we're looking forward to hope looking forward and expecting something to happen is oftentimes what we call hope 
and it leads us to our discussion today. And uh, we would like to, and together with you, let us explore what hope is all about. What does it mean for us to have a restored hope? So I'll ask you this question. Have you ever hoped for something so earnestly? You wanted something so badly. You're hoping, expecting that it will happen. I know you do. And at the end, it may happen, it may, may not happen. So the next question is, are you hoping something today? Not that I'm hoping that I will have a good lunch later, I'm hoping to see my friends later, but hoping something big. Or are you hoping something impossible? You think impossible. The question is this, do we really understand what hope is? Because oftentimes, we don't understand what hope is. Or are we hoping for the right things? Sometimes we don't hope for the right things. Sometimes we wish people to be dead. I hope you don't do that. And so we would ask this, why can we hope? Why do we have this ability to hope? What is our basis of hoping? What is the basis of our hope? Those are the questions that uh, I hope that we would be able to explore today. But let me start with this story. This is one of my favorite films, Life is Beautiful by Roberto Benigni. It was a 1997 film. Uh, by the same actor and the same director. Life is beautiful. Um, this is a story about a family during the 1940s, um, um, during the Nazi Germany occupation in the entire Europe. And this family, uh, Guido and Jose, this, his family was forced to uh, go to a concentration camp. And so they were separated uh, the father and the son was separate, were separated from uh, their mom because uh, Guido and Jose uh, are Jews. They have Jewish, Jewish blood and the wife doesn't have it. So she, she was separated and Guido and Jose, the, the son, were separated from their mom. So the son, Guido, uh, the, the father Guido and Jose, the son, were put into a concentration camp. And you know what concentration camp is. The father is a very hopeful, very positive, very optimistic person. And somehow I said, perhaps I should have a little bit of Guido. And Guido protected his son with the horrors inside the concentration camp. As you know, Inside the concentration camp, you will be called, you'll be forced into labor, and if the Nazi Germany soldiers uh, feels like that they would like to send a lot of people inside the gas chamber, you'll be sent there. So Guido, protecting the hope of his son, said, let's play a game. You should not scream, cry, and hide all the time. You will get a point whenever you will hide, inside the concentration camp, 
you will not murmur or complain about there's no food. Every time you do, that, you, do, do, you do those things, you will get a point. And your reward will be a tank. And so the boy did. The boy would hide. The boy would not cry. The boy would hide. And sometimes he would force his dissolution. So, and he would do that. And of course, that is his points. And Joseph would play that. And during that time, the Nazi Germany soldiers knew that the Allied forces were already coming. So there was a chaos inside the concentration camp. So for many years, Gido and Jose were inside, and they were trying to play that game. And so when the Allied forces are now coming, there was chaos inside the concentration camp. And so these two, the father and the son, Gido and Jose, would now have a time and an opportunity to escape. But Guido saw that the Nazi soldiers were coming. So he hid his son inside a wooden box, a wooden crate. And he said to his son, I want you to hide inside. And this is the final game. After this, I will give you the prize tank. After this. So his son hid there and he went out. When he went out, and, and walked, the Nazi soldiers uh, caught him. And of course, the, through that small box, his son saw him. And Guido realized that his son was looking at him. And so he pretended that he was there walking, and he even saluted his son. And so his son thought that, oh, we're still in the game. And so the boy continued to hide inside the wooden box. And Guido was shot along the alley. And the next day, Jose was inside still the box. He didn't know that his father was shot. And then when he went out, the Allied forces came. Lo and behold, do you know what he saw first? The tank of the Allied forces coming to him. And he said, I won. He said, Father, Papa, I won. I won. The promise of the father to give that son a tank happened. But little did he know that they were not true. His father was killed. I like Guido because he protected his son in the horrors of the concentration camp. Well, of course, you would pick his eyes. He, did, he denied him of his reality. I said to myself, Guido uh, hid reality from his son. But I thought to myself, I should be kind to that small boy. It's horrific to be inside the concentration camp. But his father, uh, Guido, sorry, Guido protected his son from that horror. And so with that, Jose was able to bear the pains and the difficulty inside the concentration camp. And in many ways, we should picture hope something like that. Perhaps his son, as I've mentioned, would not be able to withstand if he would know that they are inside the concentration camp at any time they might be killed. 
But for Jose, the only reality that he has, and at that time, the only reality that he had is his father, his game, and his world. For him, the concentration camp is not a reality. The reality is the game that his father asked him to play. And because of that, hope was pictured and painted to him very beautifully. And in fact, as you know, he got his prize. They pictured here life as beautiful. And that is the title of the movie. Life is beautiful because life is full of hope. The problem here is this. The problem is we always reduce hope. We don't understand hope. We reduce hope by the way we define it. We always define hope only as wishful thinking or a mere aspiration. I am not prepared to argue with Merriam Webster. True, hope could be defined as wishful thinker, thinking or aspiration. But I would say hope is not just wishful thinking. Or in fact, it is not wishful thinking. Hope is not just mere aspiring something to happen. Hope, biblical hope, is more than that. Sa Tagalog, ano ang hope sa Tagalog? Hindi sigarilyo, ha? Hope is pag-asa. Ano yung expecting sa Tagalog? Inaasahan? O may maganda pang Tagalog doon. That's the beauty of the Filipino language. Pag-asa is hope. Eh pag merong kang inaasahan, you're merely aspiring something. Umasa. Okay, very good. Mas magaling kayo sa English pa palagi ko kaysa sa Filipino. Hope is pag-asa, but you're just merely uh, uh, aspiring for something. It's pag-asam. Inaasam-asam. Pag-asa at pag-asam are two different words words altogether in our definition. Am I right? Alibang gusto niyo makipagtalo sa akin later on sa definition nito, ha? But whenever we think that hope is just, is just wishful thinking or mere aspiration, we are reducing the definition, the biblical definition of hope. Or we also reduce hope by the way we express it. Paano natin nire-reduce ang hope by the way we express it? When we hope devoid of reality, when because Hoping is not denial of reality. Hoping is not, ah, okay na ako. Espiritu lang ako. Hindi ko nararamdaman ng sakit. Buhay pa ang aking mahal sa buhay. Eh, patay na nga siya. Nandyan lang siya. Katabi ko lang siya. That is denial of reality. That is not hope. Call it something else, but definitely, denial of reality is not hope. It's reduction of hope. And when we reduce hope, we fail to understand its biblical representation. In the Bible, for instance, he said, Why so downcast, O my soul? He recognized, the psalmist recognized, that he was downcast. He didn't deny it. I'm downcast. 
He did not divorce himself from reality. So, hindi kayo mga espiritu, hindi na kinakakaramdam ng sakit, ng pain, ng, ng heartache sa buhay. That is not true. You feel pain, am I right? Malibang magka-COVID ka, mawawalan ka ng panlasa, pang-amoy. Pero mararamdaman mo yung sakit. That is, to hope is not to deny that. Why so downcast, O my soul? But this is hope. The psalmist says, put your hope in God. Because the moment we just define hope as a wishful thinking or a mere aspiration, the moment we deny our reality, we could not arrive to the biblical definition of hope. We would have that failure and we would fail to understand the biblical interpretation, representation, and definition of the word hope. So what is hope? So today we will answer three things. What is the basis of our hope? How should I express that hope? And how should I perceive and define my hope? And we have read from Lamentation, if this is your first time to read Lamentations, you would know that this is very gloomy because it was probably written during the time that there was a destruction um, of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. So the theme and the tone of lamentation is very somber and sad. And there's no attribution to its author. There might be hints as to who is the author of the lamentation, but it didn't give any. But when you read it, while there's sadness in lamentation, it accounts, and it accounts also on the punishment of God, Forgiveness and hope is the central theme of the book of Lamentations. And we've read that. So let us look into the first question. What is the basis of my hope? And for if you are listening today, anong basihan? Bakit kayo kailangang umasa? O bakit kayo kailangang magkaroon ng pag-asa sa buhay? Kayo ba ay hopeless? Hindi lang yung hopelessly devoted to you, ha? Hindi lang yun. Do you have hope? Umaasa ba kayo? Meron ba kayong inaasahan sa buhay? Ayan, ako marami kayong hugot for sure ngayong araw na ito. So let's discuss what is the basis of our hope. Bakit kayo kailangang umasa? Ano ang basihan ng inyong pag-asa? Let me read to you Lamentations chapter 3, 21 to 24. But this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Ang sabi ng writer ng Lamentation, when these things come to my mind, I have hope. And he said, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. And therefore, the writer of the lamentation is saying here is this, I will hope. I can hope because the basis of my hope, my hope is grounded on a solid conviction. You can hope because your hope is grounded on a solid conviction. I use the word conviction because conviction means firm belief, moral certainty. You are so sure. So hope is not just 
expectation. You can hope because your hope is grounded on this solid conviction, firm belief, moral certainty, highest confidence. That's what conviction is all about. Solid conviction. Conviction to what? Firm belief on what? Moral certainty on what? Highest confidence in what? On the nature and character of God. We can read there. I will, I will go back to the verse. He said, the steadfast love of the Lord. And so, that solid conviction is based on the nature and character of God. The steadfast love of God. You can hope because you can have a moral certainty. You can have um, highest confidence. You can have uh, that assurance on the character and nature of God. Sabi ng verse 22, steadfast love. In other words, steadfast means dependable. Maaasahang pag-ibig. Hindi gaya ng pag-ibig na minsan natin naranasan. Eto, nabigo tayo. Meron kayong mga minahal. Huwag naman laging boyfriend ba asawa. Kayo naman lagi kayong ganoon. Kaibigan, di ba? We will love them, but their love may not be so steadfast. Therefore, you could not hope in their love. But our hope is based on this solid conviction that God loves me. I could depend on that love. Dependable love. And so therefore, what the uh, writer of the Lamentation is saying, I have hope whenever this, come to my, this comes to my mind. I can depend on the love of God. You cannot depend on the love of sometimes the best person that you think you lo that, that loves you. Sometimes it doesn't happen. And I will say this, hindi ko naman ako nagpipikt ng picture ng very bad na nagsisid ako ng doubt sa inyong mga mahal sa buhay. Minsan pag mag-isa ka, nag-iisip, sasabihin nila, huwag mo isipin yun, mahal ka nun. Ngayon iba na. Huwag mo masyadong isipin yun, sis, nalukuhin ka rin nun. But not God. You can hope in God. You can have a solid conviction on your hope in God, on the nature and character of God, because verse 1 is that He is dependable. Verse 22 also says, His mercy is never There's an unending mercy and unfailing compassion. What is the difference between mercy and compassion? Parang pareho lang sila, hindi ba? Parang pareho lang. Mercy is the ability or leniency to pardon if you have sinned. If you deserve a punishment, you getting out of that punishment is mercy. Compassion is empathy, feeling of difficulty or burden for someone who feels or experiences misfortune. That is compassion. God is both. God can give you mercy because He has an unfailing mercy and He has an unfailing compassion. You can depend on the nature and the character of God. You can depend on the mercy of God that when you deserve that punishment, He will not give it to you. And we have received that through Jesus Christ, didn't we? 
And when we are in a difficult situation, we can be rest assured that God understands us because His compassion is unfailing. And therefore, your hope is grounded on this solid conviction. And this is, we always say, His faithfulness is great. Dakila ang kanyang katapatan. Yung katapatan ng ating mga kaibigan, mahal sa buhay, asawa, sa Pilipinas lalo na, minsan hindi dakila eh. Maliit na mga katapatan nila. Tapat lang sila sa small, small thing. Hindi katapatan eh. Katapatan, ganun lang. Pero ang pag-ibig daw at ang katapatan ng Diyos ay dakila. It's great. And you can depend on that. You can rely on that. You can have hope because of the nature and character of God and because of His lavish grace and goodness. In other words, your hope should be based on that alone because of God. You cannot base your hope based on someone. That person is a sinful person. It's, we are in a sinful nature. We we may not be able to give the faithfulness even if we wanted to. We will fail people. As you have been failed by many people, we will fail. But God will not. He will never. And therefore, you can hope in Him. That is the first. That is very important. Because even in the, in the strictest mathematical probability, looking perhaps in our situation or in whatever circumstance that you have, it may not improve. But if our hope is hinged and uh, cling on to the very nature of God, it's different. Dios na siya Pero kung aasa kay sa tao, you will always fail. If you will just put your hope in a person, it will always fail. And so that is the first thing. What is the basis of our hope? What is the basis of your solid conviction, your firm belief, your highest confidence? Is the nature and character of God. And you can only hope in Him truly, wonderfully, fully if you know God. The question is this. Do you know Him? How can you trust a person that you don't know? Kaya tayo minsan nabibengga sa ating mga pagmamahal sa buhay eh. Hindi mo naman kakilala. Minahal mo. Ayan, dyan tayo na nabubuslot eh. Akala ko kasi mahal niya ako. Yun know, ang akala mo. Sabi ko sa'yo, lulukohin ka rin yan eh. But not God. Aren't you happy? that there is one being in this universe you can fully trust and hope that will not, will not frustrate you. Be encouraged by that. You can hope for tomorrow because, not because of what you do sometimes. Kayo hope kayo ng hope for someone, sarili nyo, hindi nyo ma-hope sa sarili nyo. Kayo ba, dependable din yung inyong love? O baka, bawal nga yung magtipon-tipon mga sisters, ha? mga ka-FB friends. Bawal magtipon-tipon din, may COVID din sa Pilipinas, elsewhere in the world. So don't go and meet someone. 
You're asking for faithfulness, but are you faithful yourself? May makachat kayo ha, minsan alam ko yan. Tigit-tigilan yan mga sis ha, sinasabi ko sa inyo. We're not tolerating that here. Iwan nyo na yan, yung mga friends nyo na yan, mga kateks nyo. But not God. You can hope in Him because of His nature and character. You can trust Him. So that's the first thing. Secondly, our hope is expressed in confident expectation, exercised through our faith. Our hope is expressed in confident expectation, exercised through our faith. But let me read to you Lamentations chapter 3, verses 25 to 27, and let us look into what does it mean, at least in Lamentations, what does it mean by confident expectation? That our hope must be expressed in this confidence. Let's look into Lamentations. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he, he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it's laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes. Let him be filled with insults. Let me offer to you, my dear brothers and sisters, this is what it means to have confident expectation. And you would say, wait, wait, wait a minute. Where is confident expectation there? Confident expectation exercised through our faith meaning waiting for God. Wait for Him. Seek Him in verse 25. Wait quietly. Ayan. Diyan ako bumabagsak. I cannot wait quietly. Lastly, bear patiently. This is a difficult part of hoping. Because there is an element in hope. One element of hope, of hope is this. You have sometimes to wait. And so in Lamentations, the writer is telling us how we're supposed to express this hope. How do we express this confident expectation? We are thinking that confident expectation is, yes, I will do this. I am confident. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. I will, but the song is not like that. Be still, my soul. Bear patiently through all griefs and pain. That's the song. Hindi yung sumigaw sa galak hindi. Confident expectations, at least in lamentation, is this: wait for God, seek Him. Wait quietly and bear patiently. That is how to confidently expect from God. But we don't want this message. We don't want to wait for God. We don't want to bear patiently. Akala ko, Lord, you love me. Diba you said the nature, I already hinge my, my uh, because I can depend on you. You know that you're a God of love. So you're not supposed to let me wait. To bear patiently. To wait for Him. 
God isn't slow, my dear brothers and sisters. Bakit hanggang ngayon yung inaasam-asam ko, inaasasahan ko, hindi pa nangyayari? Ten years na, wala pa akong jowa. Ay nga pala, hindi pala natin sinasabi na hindi to because we've rebuked that. Hindi ko yung kayo pinupwersa. It's okay. Then don't wait. Di ba sabi natin ito? It's okay na walang jowa. It's okay walang boyfriend or girlfriend. Enjoy yourself in God. Yun. But don't wait. Wait for God. Wait for the coming of Jesus instead. Huwag yun ang mga jowa. Hindi sila darating. Wait for Jesus. But that is how our hope should be expressed. Waiting. Ang problema, that is the nature of human beings. When we say hoping, wow, that's beautiful. But there's an element of waiting. It's futuristic. Wait. Seeking God. It's part of hope. Seek God. Wait quietly. Ayun, bumagsak ako doon. I cannot wait quietly. My wife knows that. Opposite kami ni Donna. Very opposite. Si Donna ang very quiet person. Ako yun, ano man, di ba ba nangyari dyan? Bakit, bakit wala pa yan? Ganun, ganun, ganun. Sabi na na, misan po Torete, ako sa'yo. <laughs> Buti na lang binigyan ako ng asawang mas tahimik sa akin. Kasi kung na siguro sasabog yung bahay namin. Kasi nadaldal din ng mga anak ko eh. Kaya sabi ni Donna, I'm looking forward to a day na malalaki na yung mga anak mo and over the table, gaganyan na lang doon sa tayo niya kasi ang iingan yung tatlo. Confident expectation. Waiting for God. Have you waited for something? Patiently. O hindi, hindi kayo makapagintay. Lord, I want it now na! <laughs> hindi naman po Lord ako sa hindi makapaghintay, pero Lord, sana po bukas. You know, sometimes waiting could spell out matter of life and death. I know that you remember this, as many of you who are older than me. Um, I was 10 years old when this happened, so do the math. 16th of July, 1990. So now I revealed my age. In 16th of July, 1990, we know that there's the Luzon earthquake. I don't know where you are. We could tell the story where you are that time if you live in Luzon. It rocked the northern Philippines. It was a very strong earthquake. And one of the harrowing stories that I have uh, heard is the story of a man who was buried in the rubble and debris of the Hyatt Hotel. 14 days. His name is Pedrito D. He was there under the rubble for two weeks. Doctor says that, say, said that it is unlikely or very difficult for a person to survive 14 days without food or water. Pedrito would drink from his urine and from the uh, raindrops. Because you know, 1990, there's an earthquake, Mount Pinatubo, and there's typhoon altogether. Could you imagine that? You know how he got his hope for the two weeks. Every time it would drink he would be able to drink uh, drops of water from that debris. Two weeks of waiting. For him, waiting and having hope is the only thing that he could do. That is what made him alive. So waiting isn't necessarily bad. 
it could spell out your life or death. If he just gave up, there were times he said he was crying. He said, I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up. I want to die. So there was a time that he would bang his head on the debris so that he would die. But every time it would rain and he would be able to drink from the debris, could you imagine? And he would be able to sip a little bit of water coming down, peering through the cracks. He would have hope. So if you think you're waiting for something, I don't know whether you've been in the position of Pedrito D. If you are waiting for something, wait patiently. That's part of hoping. Ang problema sa atin, we don't want that. Hope and waiting. Let me offer to you Psalms 130, verse, verses 5 to 8. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits. That's what I'm saying. Hope and waiting uh, are part of the same thing. They're together. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord. More than the watchmen wait for the morning. Yes, more than the watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full of redemption, declaring the nature and the character of God. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. This is counterintuitive for us that when we hope, we want it to happen now. But hope has this element of waiting. Kung ano man po ang inyong hinihintay, mga kapatid sa inyong buhay, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're afraid of in the future, have hope. Wait patiently. It will come in God's time. Pedrito D. was saved on the 14th day. And at time, meron yata naging 15 day na na sa earthquake. So, his record, and for that time, ha, he's a record holder. The longest time a person survived on a debris is 14 days, according to, to Google. It's Pedrito D. Of the Philippines, yeah, hey, meron tayong record holder. But after some time, it was surpassed by 15 something, 16 days. And he was rushed to the hospital because it's very, very low blood sugar and all of that. But he was able to survive. Wait for God. Are you waiting for something? This is the message for you. Wait patiently. Seek God while waiting. Wait quietly. Bear patiently. Pero sabi mo, ano ba yun? Parang hindi naman hope yun. But that is hope. That is hope. In Psalms 27, Verse 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Because this is the problem. We do not see beauty in waiting. Do we see beauty in waiting? Ang hirap maghintay, di ba? If you're in a queue, ang hirap maghintay. Larna, I hate this. When there's a number and it says there, the numbers will not be called in sequence. I said, so what's the point of numbering if we will not call us in sequence? And you are there, especially if you're in a government agency or a government, government here, you will, there, you will get um, 2575. I was thinking, so probably I'm the 2575th customer of this 
government agency. And I look at the throng of people and I'd say, oh my, so anong nang anong oras ako dito? And then you will read there, the number will not be called in sequence. So I'm there waiting. And then, you know, that, that's a difficult part. Like, you will always have to be on guard because ding dong, you're always like ding dong. You will always look at the clock whether it's your number. I hated it. I'd rather wait in a queue that I know that it's my turn. But it's difficult when you have a queue number. I hated it. So, but we don't see the beauty of waiting. We don't see waiting as part of hoping. The season of waiting and expecting a thing to happen could sometimes be frustrating. And that's true. Nerve-wracking. And for anxious people like me, that is very difficult. Ayokong naghihintay. Pwede akong magpahintay, pero hindi akong naghihintay. <laughs> this is what the psalmist said in Psalms 27, wait for the Lord. God is teaching us that the component of hope is patience, forbearance, to persist. Parti pala, bahagi pala ng pag-asa ang pagpapagal. O sa Tagalog ng persistence is pagpapagal. Tama ba? Pagpapagal. Persistence. Part of hope is persistence. We read in the story, last July, I think you've, you've heard this, July 2021, there's a story in China, his name is um, Gan Guang, Go Gang Kang. He lost his son, his son was abducted 24 years uh, ago, and in 2021, in July of 2021, he was able to find him. Andy Lau, who, because his, his, his uh, uh, story was depicted in a film, because he never stopped looking, patiently waiting, forbearing, persisting, looking for his son for 24 years, almost a quarter of a century. He believed, he hoped that his son is alive. 24 years. Some people would have given up. Okay lang kung buhay siya, patay na siya, pero 24 years. Some would have given up. He did not. He persisted. He hoped. On the 24th year, he was able to find his son. Persistence. So God is telling us that hoping is also persisting. Because that is what it means to have confident expectation. To persist. You know, we, had, we got easily frustrated because we are a culture that, that, that don't want anymore, that doesn't want to wait anymore. Your app is crashing. Meron kang app na pinindot? Ayaw? You will, akit ayaw? Dapat two seconds na ganun na to eh. Why? I'm telling myself. I was looking at one app one time. Um, I, I made a grab, you know, Lala Move Delivery, and I'm, I'm supp- I forgot that I need to pay him by cash. So I would need to pay him via, as you know, pay now. And the driver said, okay, I'll just wait, pay, you, pay you now. And I was waiting for that. And then my phone is not working. Was, <laughs> and the driver is looking at me like patiently like, wait, ah, don't have $5 or whatever. I was just shouting. And he was patient like, like, 
You know, uncle, uh, I know I, I have here something opposite, but he was, no, 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 take your time, take your time. <laughs> I'm the one who's anxious. But he was patiently waiting. He is persistent. That he's hoping, and he believed that I will pay him. <laughs> so after three minutes, I was able to pay him. Some drivers, well, you have money or not? But in this age, we don't wait anymore. But that's part of hoping, waiting. Magintay lang kayo mga kapatid, it will come. Hope in God. And that leads me to the third point. Our hope should be defined as blessed assurance, grounded on God's covenant. Let's read Lamentations chapter 3, verses 31 to 33, and I will go until 36. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love, for he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. To crush underfoot all the prisoners of the earth, to deny a man justice in the presence of the Most High, to subvert a man in his lawsuit, the Lord does not approve. Who has spoken it came to pass, unless the Lord has commanded it. It is not from the mouth of the Most High, the good and bad come. Why should a living man complain, a man about the punishment of his sin? Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. When we read those texts, this is what we see. What is our blessed assurance? Our hope should be grounded on that blessed assurance. It should be defined, our hope should be defined as blessed assurance. Because in lamentation, his blessed assurance, the blessed assurance of the writer is based on this. He believed, he has faith that God will not reject his people. We've read that in that text. He said, for the Lord will not cast off forever. That is his firm belief. That is his blessed assurance. God will not reject his people. He firmly believed that. He has hope in that. God sees injustice done to us. God sees kung inaapi-api kayo. God sees that. Wait patiently. The Lord will avenge you. Sabi ng Diyos, wag kayo maghihiganti. Akin ang paghihiganti. Ngayon, kung gusto niyong gumanti, o yun na yun. But you know, when God avenge you, it will be a very poetic justice. Voltaire said, that Christianity will die and the Bible will be forgotten 100 years after his death. That's what he said. And 100 years after that, his home became a Bible printing home. God put justice. God sees injustice done to you. Meron ba sa inyong umaapi, inapi, o baka kayo nang aapi ha? God sees that injustice. Have that blessed assurance that God sees that. The blessed assurance of our hope is this. God's sovereignty is always upheld. Sinabi niya rito, you look at this verse, but though he caused grief, he will have compassion. Do God cause grief? And that is true. We saw that 
in the story of Job. God allowed things to happen to him. God allowed difficult things to uh, uh, happen in the life of Job. God would allow difficult things to happen in our lives. Don't think that when you become a Christian, it will be all goody-goody things that will happen in your life. That is not true. That's not biblical. God is sovereign. God will allow difficult situations to come into our lives. God will allow challenges to come into our lives. But this is my question. How well do you know your God? That even God will allow those things to happen in your life. God has a good and perfect purpose for you. How well do you trust that? How well do you believe that? Because if you believe that, you have a blessed assurance. He said here, is it not from the mouth of the Mosai that good and bad come? What he's saying is that God would allow those things. If you are in a situation right now, don't think that God has abandoned you. He is still in control of that. And that should comfort you. Na walang nangyari sa inyong buhay at walang mangyayari sa inyong buhay na hindi pinahintulutan ng Diyos. At kung pinahintulutan niya yon, if God allowed it, He can control it. Could you imagine, and Arsis Sproul said this, could you imagine a molecule, an atom, the basic unit of, ano, of, of, of a thing is an atom? The smallest unit, the smallest particle is an atom. Am I right? Could you imagine an atom that is outside the sovereignty of God? That atom is the most powerful thing in the world because that thing couldn't be controlled by God. But there's nothing in this world that God couldn't control, even your situation. And so even if God would allow difficult things that would happen into our lives, God could overturn it. Someone asked me, so why God allowed that thing to happen? Bakit kailangan mamatay ng nanay ko? Bakit kailangan mamatay ng anak ko? Bilang isang manggagawa ng Panginoon, I said, to be honest, I don't have an answer. I could not inquire into the mind of God. But this is what we always say and we always believe. We have a blessed assurance that God is sovereign and His sovereignty, His purposes are always good. I may not be able to explain it because I don't have reason. I don't have reasons why your, your, one of your family members died. I, do, I cannot offer an explanation for that. This is our assurance that God is in control and He is still good. That no matter what happened to you, He is in control. No molecule, no atom in this universe would be ever outside the control and the power of God. And therefore, I could put my trust in Him. You know, there is a relationship between faith and hope. Hebrews 11, 1 said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let us read in Hebrews 11, 13 to 16. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such, such, such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, 
they would have opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. If you will read these verses, Hebrews chapter 11, the preceding verses speak, speak about the heroes of faith. And many of them weren't able to fully realize their dreams. For instance, Moses wasn't able to go to the promised land. Am I right? They weren't able to fulfill their, all their aspirations. But they know the true object of their hope. Kilala nila kung kanino sila umaasa. Alam nila kung ano ang totoong pag-asa nila. So that is the question. Do you know your hope? Your hope is not a situation. Your hope is not a, a thing that you expect and it will happen. That is not hope. That is not all hope that there is. Hope is in God. And these people, although they weren't able to fully realize what they're hoping for, they're waiting for, they have a better hope because their hope is not a circumstance. It's not a thing. It's a person. It's a being. It's God. We can hope in this world as people of God. And we should. Because we are people of hope, aren't we? We can move on. We can withstand pain. Even the greatest harrowing experience, you would be able to withstand that because you have hope. Because your hope is not about situation. Because your situation might not happen. The thing that you expect might not happen. But if you hope in God, you hinge, you cling, you put and locate your hope in your faith in God, then you can truly hope. These people, if you read Hebrews 11, these people look forward not just to a better one, because we'd always look for a better one. Or perhaps you look just for a, an equal one. They don't just look for a better one, they look to the best one. They're not just looking on a temporal or not even permanent. They're looking into something eternal. That is the basis of our hope. That is our blessed assurance. You know the hymn, blessed assurance. Why did he, why did he say that? Why did the hymn writer say that? Blessed assurance. The next line sings like, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. That is the reason why you can hope. This is the basis of their hope, their life in God. And in Romans chapter 4, verses 18 and 22, as we would, uh, is going to the end. Romans chapter 4, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been so to him. So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Let me read that one more time. Fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. You know, there is a relationship between hope and faith. Our hope 
must be anchored in our faith, and our faith is truly manifested in the way we hope. Yun daw ating pag-asa dapat nakabatay, nakasalalay, nakaangkla sa ating pananampalataya. At kung totoo yung ating pananampalataya, we would be able to hope ang ating pananampalataya magbibigay sa atin ng pag-asa. Kaya siya intertwined. Look at what happened to Abraham. Abraham has no reason to believe that he would have a son because he's old. Sarah has all, had all the reasons to believe that she would not have a son or a child. It's not that she's old or she's barren. She's past uh, childbearing age. Tama? Kung titignan mo yung sitwasyon nila, the fact of their situation, they ought not to believe that they will have a child. Against all hope. But they were able to hope. They are fully persuaded that God had the power to do what He had promised. This hope springs from their faith. Your hope should spring from your faith. Ang inyong pag-asa ay dapat bumubukal sa inyong pananampalataya. Kung mahina ang inyong pananampalataya, huwag kayong mag-expect o umasa na meron kayong malaking pag-asa din. I would say this, your hope is directly proportional to your faith. Kung gano'ng kalaki yung pananampalataya nyo, malamang gano'n din kalaki ang inyong pag-asa. I will ask this, are you fully persuaded that God had the power to do what He had promised you? Because Sarah and Abraham, sabi ng Bible, di ba, they considered their bodies dead. Hindi na sila magkakaanak. Past bearing age, matanda na sila, ugudugud na sila, hindi sila magkakaanak. Pero nagkaanak sila. Why? Because they are fully persuaded that God would have a power to do what He had promised. What are you clinging on to? Ano sa palagay niyo, palagay niyo, pinapangako sa inyo ng Diyos na alam niyo, Lord, I know you promised this to me. Cling on to that. Have faith in that. And say, Lord, this is something that I believe. Our faith and hope are intertwined because our faith manifests in our hope and our hope is an evidence of our faith. And I've said that your hope and faith is directly proportional. You must be fully persuaded that God would have a power to do what He had promised. And in the midst of all of this, God is calling us to cling on to that blessed assurance. Natatandaan nyo, and I will end here, natatandaan nyo si uh, Daniel at ang kanyang three friends, di ba? Sa Daniel uh, chapter 3, meron tayong tatlong kaibigan, si Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. When they were uh, put into the fiery furnace, eto ang sinabi nila. I will read from 17. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and He will deliver us from your majesty's hand. That is faith and hope intertwined. Sabi nung tatlong kaibigan nila, si Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hebrew names, Hananayan, Mishael, and Azariah, sabi nila, ililigtas kami ng aming Diyos. That is our faith, that is our hope. Pero yung kanilang pananampataya, sinelyuhan ito, verse 18, 
but even if he does not. You know what's beautiful about that word is this. The three friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, believed that God will save them. But they did not bind God to their own persuasion. They could not inquire to the mind of God. Perhaps God may or may not save them from the fiery furnace, right? But they believe that. They already declared, the Lord will save us from the fiery furnace and from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we will still not worship. That is faith and hope intertwined. Because this is what Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, or Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego believes. My Lord will save me. Not because of the circumstance. That circumstance, that fiery furnace might consume me. Definitely it will. In fact, sa sobrang init, pati yung mga magdadala sa kanila, nasunog. Ganun ka init. They were able to withstand that. And even if they will not be there, or they will not be saved from that fiery furnace, they believe, they hinge their faith and hope to the very nature and character of God. Job said this. I will end here in Job 19.25, in the midst of all his pain, in chapter 19, we will read there, diba, ini-insist niya sa Diyos, Panginoon, di naman po ako nagkasala, inusente po ako, I'm, nagkakaroon ako ng suffering, this is too much to bear, Job chapter 19, if you will read that, Job, Job is saying, this is too much to bear, but he said this, in the middle of his pain, in the middle of his trouble, while he insisting on his pain and suffering, Job said this, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, he knows. After my skin is destroyed, perhaps the Lord will destroy this body. That my flesh, I shall see God. That is hope. That is faith intertwined. Whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, how my heart yearns within me. That is greater hope. That is greater hope. Even if your skin will be destroyed, even if he does not and send you to the fiery furnace, will you still hope for God? O hindi na, talo-talo na, Lord, sorry na lang. Because that's what faith and hope is all about. I hope, my dear brothers and sisters, as I would end, you would have that. A hope that is grounded on a solid conviction in the nature and character of God. A hope that is so true to you that you would have a confident expectation, waiting patiently, seeking God, and you would have a blessed assurance. Leaving to you this very beautiful hymn, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Very beautiful. Next line. In every rough and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. When all around my soul gives way, he then is on my hope and stay. Not earth nor hell my soul can move. I rest upon unchanging love. I trust his righteous character, his counsel, promise, and his power. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne 
On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. May our hope be on Christ, the solid rock, because all other ground is sinking sand. May you have that blessed assurance and hope, grounded in solid conviction in God, and confidently expecting, waiting patiently in your God. God is with you, and so therefore hope in Him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are with us. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us this wonderful hope. Hope that is not based on anything, circumstance, person, people, or personality, not even in government, not even in ourselves, but to you. Father, may we have that solid conviction, firm belief, highest confidence on your nature and character because you are a dependable, dependable God. Your love is dependable. Your love is steadfast. Your faithfulness is great. And Father, during this time that we're hoping in you, you are asking us, teaching us to persistently wait for you patiently. Lord, I pray that you will teach your people today to wait patiently in whatever things that they are waiting for. They might be facing difficult situations, waiting for them to be healed from the pain of a loss of a loved one. They might be facing difficulty financially or pain or worry about the sickness in one of their loved ones. Father, we put our hope and trust in you that you would have all the power to do what you have promised us. But we need to seek you and find you and we will find you, oh God. And Lord, with those things, may we have and teach your people, give to your people today, I pray that blessed assurance that whatever it is that you have promised them, you have promised them, Lord, you will bring them all to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, Give your people today hope that all of these things one day shall soon come to pass and that they will all receive, Lord God, your blessing, your love, your mercy and compassion. Father, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of our uncertainty, give us hope that we can bear all things because we are on a solid ground. We are in Christ. Encourage your people today, I pray. And I pray, Lord God, particularly a protection to each and family represented here today. I pray, Lord God, for those people who are suffering today and perhaps having difficulty because their loved one had just passed away or perhaps they're worried now because their family members have been sick or, Lord, they're now facing financial difficulty because of the expenses that they have to bear. Lord, give them all hope. Give them all hope. That's what we're clinging on to, Lord, right now. Hope, Lord God. Give us hope. Teach us to hope in you so that we can have tomorrow. We can surpass, withstand all the pain, the trouble because we can hope in you. Grant us this hope, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us all stand and receive the benediction of God. May the God of peace, love, and hope sustain you all in the power of His might and His commeasurable grace. 
May the peace of God reign in your hearts, protect you, and grant you all wisdom, joy, and discernment through His marvelous light. May you find hope in life and death, in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, and in the love of the Father Almighty. To God be the glory, honor, power, majesty, dominion, and authority, both now and forever, in the name of our holy triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the people of God will receive that hope with an amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, my dear brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us. We'll have you again next week. And may God protect you. See you.